This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Non-negotiables, God's grace is sufficient. Good morning, Connection Church. Here in the sanctuary, there at home, or wherever you may be. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're here with us this morning. Is this just a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom? Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Amen. So today we are uh, finishing up our series, uh, Non-Negotiables, and uh, our our focus this morning is God's grace is sufficient. Good morning, Connection Church. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Alan, when you said welcome, it reminded me of uh, Jimmy Fallon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Anybody seen that when he comes on? He does that like a hundred times. Now, I'd like to pray again. Lord, thank you for this time that we can gather in your name and worship and celebrate you as we lift our voices, lifted our voices. This is amazing grace. Grace flows down. And now settle us in as we hear your word found in scripture. We thank you and praise you this day and all days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the other day I was uh, surfing the internet a little bit, and and I googled the uh, the word self-help, self-help. And in just 0.56 seconds, that's just over half a second, I had 7.1 billion uh, uh, things to choose from. 7.1, that's a lot of self-help. (laughs) <laughs> That's a lot of self-help, but, you know, I get it. You know, we're in a country, a culture of people who, who thrive on self-help, on, on doing it ourselves, on, on being self-reliant, on being self-sufficient. And I'm right there with everybody else, you know. I pride myself on taking a two-person job and doing it by myself, figuring out how to do my, you know, I can handle it all on my own. Thank you. I can do it, and I can do it my way if I need your help. I'll ask you, but don't expect the call. I'll figure it out somehow, somewhere. That's the American way, isn't it? Anybody else feel that way? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Not. Actually bad. You know what? It may be the American way, but it is not God's way. (laughs) It is not the God way. American way is to be self-reliant, but God's way is to be God reliant, dependent on God, looking to God for all things, relying on God for all things, and that also includes being part of a community and having relationships where we can rely on one another. We count on God for all things. So as I said uh, at the beginning, we're, this week's non-negotiable is God's grace is sufficient. And we find that in the Second Corinthians chapter 12. Um, I'm going to be sharing verses 6 to 10. This is the New Living Translation. This is what Paul writes, if I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. (laughs) You gotta love Paul. (laughs) But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, 
Say thorn in my flesh. Thorn in my flesh. Ouch. A messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. That's interesting, to torment me. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away, and each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. Say this last sentence with me, will you please? For when I am weak, then I am strong. So this is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing to the church at Corinth, and he's telling them about some of the revelations, some of the visions that God has given him on how God, in order to keep Paul humble, gave Paul a thorn in his flesh. I think it's kind of alarming where it says a messenger from Satan to torment me. Nobody really wants to think about that. Paul never reveals what this thorn in his flesh is. There's been a lot of speculation. There's a lot of theories. We don't know if it's physical, emotional, spiritual. We don't know if it was some kind of an ailment like malaria. Some speculation was maybe malaria or migraines or epilepsy or a speech uh, disability. Perhaps it was a chronic eye problem. He referred to that um, in one of his letters. Or perhaps it was a person that was very difficult in his life. <laughs> yeah, I heard some giggles kind of there. No one can say for sure what that thorn in uh, Paul's flesh was. But no doubt it caused him great pain of one type or another in his life. Here's the thing. Paul begged the Lord to take away that thorn. He begged the Lord, not once, not twice, but three times. He begged the Lord three times to take away that thorn in the flesh. And each time the Lord said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Quick show of hands. Who here likes to show weakness? Gosh, that's surprising. Who likes to be vulnerable? Hmm. Who likes to rely on somebody else? I do because that's what team's all about. Right? Looks like you're alone except for one person over here, Paul. Yeah, there we go. Um, pretty slim response on those, isn't it? Pretty slim. And yet... That's what God is telling Paul here. That's what God is telling us here. We don't need our own strength. We don't need our own gumption. We don't need to rely on ourselves. God's grace is all that we need. God's unconditional love. God's giving us what we don't deserve. God's forgiveness. That's all we need. And God's power works best in our weakness. Mm. So... Uh, the way I relate to this, uh, true confession, I've been a full-time pastor for 30 years, and I've been preaching for that long, and 
a lot of Sunday mornings, I have this queasiness. It's like I wake up and it's like, ugh. And I have to like get my act together. But I, and somebody said, oh, after time, you'll get over it. It's just nerves. It's not nerves. What it is, it's the Holy Spirit saying, I just want you to break, I just want to break you down a little bit. I want to remind you that this has nothing to do with you. It's all about me. You need to be completely dependent on me. And so I accept that. That's like the thorn in my, it's my Sunday morning thorn. And um, I actually celebrate it at this point because I know it's God reminding me that he's the one, you know, oh, good sermon, Carrie. No, you know, it, we've got to keep pointing this way. And so I have come to be grateful. Now, as soon as I get up here and I say hi and I have to talk a little bit, you notice, like, I have to talk a little bit before we start, I start. That's what that is, to kind of get that out, and then I'm ready to go. But that's my Sunday morning thorn, and I'm grateful for it. Speaking of weakness, I was uh, reading a daily devotional, New Morning Mercies, and uh, on Friday, the devotion included this, very appropriate for this morning. Uh, this is Paul David Tripp shares this. He says, the fact is that we are all weak. We're weak in our wisdom, weak in strength, and weak in righteousness. Sin has left us weak of heart and hands. It has left us feeble and lame in many ways, but God's grace makes weakness a thing to be feared no longer. The God of grace who calls you to himself and calls you to live for him blesses you with all the strength you need to do what he's called you to do. The way to enter into that strength is to admit how little strength you actually have. Grace frees me from being devastated that I can no longer trust me because grace connects me to the one who is worthy of my trust and who will always deliver what I need. And then he uh, quotes Psalm 20, verses 7 to 8, which is kind of referring back to when the Hebrews were escaping Egypt and they were out there in the desert. And this is talking about the uh, Pharaoh and his troops. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall but we rise and stand upright. God's grace is sufficient. God is reminding Paul that the strength behind Paul's ministry <clears throat> is not Paul's experiences. It's not his intellect. It's not any of that, but it's all God. It's due to God's grace. And Paul certainly had his share of difficult times. You know, as once he claimed Christ, remember he was a Christian hater and killer, and then had this huge experience and then used all of that and turned it for the gospel to preach Christ. 
And then he had shipwrecks and beatings and imprisonments, lots and lots of difficulties. He's like the poster child for uh, difficult times in ministry. But Paul, who was the ultimate champion of Christ, kept pointing that Christ, it's all because of the sufficient grace of Christ. He was weak. God is strong. That he would indeed survive because of God's strength, not his own, not his own strength, not his own courage. God's grace is sufficient. Paul shares the same idea in his letter to the church at Philippi. Here's what he wrote, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. This is the New International Version. He writes, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in, every, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And say the next line with me, will you please? I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And him is Jesus Christ. Amen. So Paul has learned that contentment in all circumstances um, is in God and not what's going on around him. Not, you know, he can be content in good times. He is content in bad times. Contentment is about trusting in the Lord. God is gracious enough. God is so gracious that he provides that strength when it is needed. He provides that strength as we find our identity, our, our confidence, not in ourselves or our circumstances, but in God. God's grace is sufficient. That unmerited love, it's really all we need. God is enough. When my father died, my mother was pretty sick and needed some, uh, some care when she came to live with us. And this was back in 1988. So that's a few years ago. We were, we were in our mid-30s with four kids, full-time jobs. And then life was already uh, full and busy. And then we had the privilege of caring for my mom on top of everything else. You know, when we originally had invited them to put a wing on our house, my my mother was sick, my father was fretting about what might happen in the future. We offered to put a wing on and everything was a go. You know, the idea was dad was going to care for her. We were just going to be supplemental. And help us with our kids. Help us with our kids, yeah. It was a great plan. <laughs> but a month before they moved, uh, God had other plans. And my, fa my father passed away and everything changed. And you wonder, how, how are we going to, how is this all going to work out here? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But the thing is, we knew God had arranged it. I mean, it was just too, everything just falling in place. We, we knew that God had mom coming to live with us, all that planned out before my father other passed away, so everything would be fairly smooth. And knew God, dad wouldn't be with us, and mom would, and that she was going to need significant care, and and we were going to be the caregivers, and 
We knew it was God's plan. And you know, even though it seemed overwhelming at times, um, the next four years were full of blessings, both for us and our children. It's not to say it wasn't challenging, but it was a blessed time. And us and, our children, and, and others, our friends who helped us out, helped us with the care, with the help. Here's the thing, though. If it was just us, we weren't enough. In and of ourselves, we weren't enough. But God was. See, God's grace was sufficient. You know, when we felt weak, it was God's strength that carried us. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there now, or maybe you're remembering a a time back or you're like, uh-oh, it's coming. <laughs> Perhaps you're not sure how you're going to make it. Maybe there's a job that you've counted on and it's being eliminated or changed up or shifted or something. Maybe it's a health condition that, that you're faced with and you're wondering, wow, this is overwhelming. I'm not sure how I'm going to handle this. Not sure if in your weakness you're going to survive it all. Maybe it's a moment where you're feeling overwhelmed with responsibility, whatever that is, by the stuff that has to be done, and there's just not enough time or there's not enough energy to do it. Maybe you don't feel like you have enough for whatever you need. You just don't have enough. Perhaps you feel that you can't give enough, that there's always more expected of you that you have to give. Or perhaps you don't even feel like you're enough at all. Just, I'm not enough. No matter how hard you try and you just don't measure up. Don't let that voice in your head be the dominant voice because that's lies. Pure and simple, that is the enemy that is lies. God's got you. God loves you extravagantly. And that's what God's grace is all about. God's grace, his love is enough. His power works best in our weakness. God's grace is sufficient. You know, we've been talking about Paul. Paul's the second half of the Bible, New Testament. In fact, the majority of the New Testament is Paul, but let's dig back a little bit to the Old Testament, to a guy named David. Maybe you've heard of David once or twice. <laughs> a man after God's own heart. He wrote many of the Psalms in the Bible. You know, we're most familiar with Psalm 23. In fact, I was at a funeral yesterday and, and shared it. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yeah. It's a beautiful, affirming psalm that expresses David's confidence and reliance on God. Yeah. There's a psalm just prior, Psalm 22. David has a little different tone in this psalm. <laughs> just a little different. Here's, here's, here's what he says just to start off, Psalm 22, 1 through 2. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's a little different than the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So far from my cries of anguish, my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. David continues with lifting God's name on high, acknowledging God as the Holy One, the one Israel praises, the one in whom their ancestors put their trust. But then David confesses that he, David, is a worm, not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people who mock him and hurl insults. David's in a bad place here, don't you think? He's in a very bad place. But this is King David, David, King David, the one who slew Goliath when he was just a kid. This is God's fair-haired boy here. Even though he's the fair-haired boy, he's feeling pretty far from God, isn't he? There's a distance. He's, he's feeling overwhelmed and undervalued. Maybe that's you. Now, maybe sometime in the past, or if not, probably sometime in the future. Listen to what David says. He says, dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Sound familiar? His words are a foreshadowing of Christ on the cross, who often also wondered, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? His hands and feet pierced, people casting lots, dividing clothes, not feeling real connected to God. Then David shares this in the very next verse. He says, but you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. You see how he's like upset, upset. I'm a worm, upset. They're after me. But at the end of the day, he declares, he has a declaration. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. David realizes in the midst of his weakness, in the midst of his feeling forsaken by God, in the end, God is his strength. God is his comfort. God is his help. In the midst of this calamity, it is God and God alone that David turns to. God's grace is sufficient. So that's David. Let's turn back to Paul. In the message of God's grace being sufficient, it comes through loud and clear in Paul's writings. We share the third chapter of Romans quite frequently, and we want to expand on that a bit and share verses 22 through 24. This is the New Living Translation. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. You know, I sometimes lapse into thinking that I'm somehow responsible for my salvation. 
that I have a hand in my eternal destiny, that I can somehow save myself. And then I wake up to the reality that the only thing I'm really responsible for is my sinful nature. (laughs) The only thing I'm responsible for is my inability to avoid separation from God, that the only thing I'm responsible for is my proclivity, my, my tendency, my inclination to do just the opposite of what God would call me to do. See, it's God and God alone through his unmerited, extravagant love, his grace through the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ that I'm saved, that you're saved, that we are made right in his sight. And you know, there's nothing I can add. There's nothing you can add to make that any better. That's because God's grace is sufficient. So, Alan, what you're saying is that God doesn't need my help for my salvation, that I can't do good, do good, do good in order to earn that. What you're saying is that my efforts at righteousness are not what brings about my forever with God. In a word, Carrie, yes. I thought so. You are not responsible for your salvation. You never were. You never will be. You can't do it on your own. You ain't that good. We're not that good, are we? None of us. Not just Carrie. None of us. None of us. Your sinful nature, our sinful nature doesn't allow it. It's Christ and Christ alone that brings salvation. Actually, our salvation has been brought. It's been bought with Christ's blood. And you know, we sometimes wonder, I guess when, 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 what was that moment? I can tell you when the moment was. It was about three o'clock in the afternoon on a hill in Calvary. A little over 2,000 years ago, that's the moment. That's the moment. Uh, uh, When when Jesus on the cross, collapsing with his final breath, said, it is finished. What was needed for your salvation of mine was finished. The price had been paid. Our, Our sins, our lives had been redeemed. God's grace is sufficient. Hear what Paul wrote, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Hmm. God's grace is sufficient. Say it with me. God's grace is sufficient. But there is one thing we need to do. One word. Believe. Say believe. Believe. Believe that Christ is enough. That his death on the cross was more than enough to cover the price of my sin. 
Believe that God's grace is enough. Believe in faith, in truth, in Jesus Christ. God's grace, it's a gift, pure and simple, a gift from God. The God of all creation, the God of the cosmos, the God who blew the very breath of life into you, into me, into all of us, this all-knowing, all-powerful, always-present God who cares so much about every single one of us, loves each and every one of us. Every one of us is God's favorite. So much so that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And why did God do this? Look back at that Ephesians 2, the last line in verse 10 there. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That we can do the good things he planned for us so that we can be all that God imagined when God first thought of us. Wow. So long ago. And it's not because we're so good, but because Christ is. It's not because we're righteous and holy, but because Jesus is. It's not because we're worthy, but because he is. And the beauty of it is we get to share in all of this, not thanks to anything we did, but thanks to God's love for us. Jesus Christ is enough. God's grace is sufficient. That's the good news. He, Jesus, he's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. God, we thank you that your grace is sufficient. How many times, Lord, do we go about our day under our own steam and forget? Lord, thank you for always drawing us back, for that grace that covers us, that grace that flows down, that we can come before you. We can come before the throne of God and know that you are for us, not against us, that nothing can separate us from your great love. That's grace in Christ Jesus. That no matter what our circumstance is, whether we're in a good patch or a difficult patch, that when we believe, when we trust in you, you will carry us through. Your grace is sufficient. You are enough. Thank you for this opportunity to proclaim you, to worship your holy name to be together as a family of God, a community of faith, in mission, to connect people with you in the new life that you offer. We thank you, Lord. I pray this in the name of God the Father, Jesus Christ, 
his one and only son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Thank you.